Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. I'm Ernesto Sambrano. Today's article is by David Kushner from the May 2022 edition of GQ. Escape to Zoom Island, Part 1. Please note, this is a men's magazine and as such may include offensive topics or language. When the pandemic untethered millions of workers from their offices, a new species of digital nomad was born. They set off with laptops and passports and have made it clear they're never coming back. Now, on a sun-dappled island in the middle of the ocean, a group of them is engaged in a novel experiment that might foretell the future of work. Soon enough, the morning grind will begin again. The congested traffic, the crowded trains, the elevators and escalators whisking workers to their designated boxes. But that's not how the workday begins here at Ponta do Sol, an ancient village on the subtropical island of Madeira. It starts at sunrise with clifftop yoga. Inhale, reach for the ocean. Lindsay Barrett, a nimble, sandy blonde instructor, tells a half dozen millennials one crisp, clear morning last October. They're perched on a stone patio a few hundred feet above the Atlantic which noisily crashes against the lava rocks below. Pink-orange light spreads across the vast blue horizon, far past the green-terraced mountains and cascading waterfalls. But these aren't trust funders on vacation. They're professional international expats who've moved here during the pandemic to live and work. 31-year-old Barrett used to punch the clock at a giant New York accounting firm, but booked a one-way ticket here in 2019 to reclaim herself. I want to work hard, she says but I also want to enjoy my life and not do the rat race. She has company. All along the winding cobblestone streets nearby, outside cafes, inside parks, on laptops and iPads, this old town teams with about 200 guinea pigs in the wireless workforce of tomorrow. In the taxonomy of wanderlust, they're called digital nomads, early explorers of Generation Zoom, liberated by technology and changing norms to work anywhere there's Wi-Fi. As John Whedon, A long-haired 30-year-old freelance copywriter from Kansas City, Missouri, says as he rolls up his yoga mat, I want to keep traveling, man. People are making it work. No place is making it work quite like Madeira. While countries from Aruba to Georgia have been trying to lure nomads to boost their pandemic-ravaged economies, this tiny island off the coast of northwest Africa is leading the way. Barrett and the other visitors here are part of Digital Nomads Madeira, a unique program catering to their needs, helping them find rental homes equipping them with state-of-the-art co-working space in the center of town and organizing social events, like today's yoga session, via a private Slack channel. This is the vision of the program's ambitious founder, Goncalo Hall, a stocky, gregarious 34-year-old from Lisbon who is always in beach shorts. As he tells me, Hall is one of the leading evangelists for the nascent nomad nation. With just about $35,000 in investment from the local government, He launched Digital Nomads Madeira last February after the island's tourism economy had sharply declined. Within six months, the nomads had created a vibrant, sustainable community and helped reboot the local economy. Michaela Vieira, project manager for Startup Madeira, a business incubator run with government support, says nomads have generated an estimated 1.5 million euros per month. They significantly helped, she says. How did the nomads pull this off? And what, if anything... Are they leaving behind? I was on Madeira to find out. But as Hall says, importing a bunch of contemporary nomads into an ancient fishing village has been as much a social experiment as an economic one. And like any experiment, 
it doesn't always go smoothly. We are a community, he says with a toothy grin, but I don't control everyone. Madeira sits in a secluded part of the North Atlantic, around 550 miles west of Casablanca, Morocco, and about as far as you can imagine from a cubicle. For Hall, who's been coming here since he was a kid, it was the perfect place to create the Isle of Nomads. As a nomad himself, Hall understands firsthand the challenges of leaving a stable life behind. Four years ago, he was working for a sports betting company in Germany. I was happy. I was dating. I had a good salary, he says. But when he turned 30, he realized he was miserable. It hit me in the stomach and I understood that this is not a life I want, he says. I don't want a stable life in a nice city in Germany. I want to travel the world. I want adventure. I want to start my own business. He quit his job and with his girlfriend, Katarina, a user interface designer, he traveled around the world from Poland to Bali to Vietnam. He became an early proponent of the nomadic lifestyle, launching his own podcast, Remote Work Movement Podcast, organizing conferences on remote work, and consulting with companies on how to embrace remote working. His passion isn't just for free-range living. It's for helping those who want to live in far-flung places, like Ponta du Sol, find fulfilling and lucrative work online. Remote work is a tool that can change the whole world, he says. When COVID-19 hit in February 2020, the planet was suddenly filled with remote workers. At the same time, tourism crashed, leaving countries that relied on it with significantly less. One of those places was Madeira. The island averaged about 1.5 million tourists a year prior to the pandemic. A massive portion of that tourism, which previously accounted for roughly 20% of the GDP, disappeared due to COVID. Like many lifelong residents, Marissa Freitas, owner of Ponta du Sol's popular steak and sun restaurant, feared the worst. I was thinking I was going to lose the restaurant, she tells me. Hall saw an opportunity to help people like Freitas. In September 2020, he pitched the Secretary of the Economy a plan, bring in the nomads who would support local businesses and perhaps inspire new ones. Our interest is in keeping the village strong, he says. The locals have to be the winners. After hearing Hall's pitch, Startup Madeira struck a deal to support and finance his plan to create what they called the world's first digital nomad village in Ponta du Sol. They had no idea what to expect. We were hoping for 500 applications total, says Vieira, but we started getting 200 applications per day. With this came a formidable challenge, bringing a thinly populated 15th century village into the 21st century. The first order of business was to find some place to convert into a co-working space. Right in the middle of town, near the one strip of restaurants and bars, Ponta du Sol had a cultural center dedicated to the American writer John Dos Passos with glass walls, garden views, and a spare exhibition space that could be used for co-working. They partnered with NOS, the communications company, to pump in the internet at a download speed of 500 megabits per second with indoor and outdoor routers. A local real estate agent, Susana Pestana Silva, worked with homeowners to get their apartments up to speed for the nomads as well adding desks, improving their internet connections, and working with them to attract renters with lower rates, sometimes at a 50% discount. But it wasn't just the internet and the homes that needed to change. Tourists come to Ponta du Sol for its seafood, succulent shrimp and luscious limpets bathed in fresh olive oil and garlic, and its spears of perfectly grilled local lamb. But since about one quarter of nomads are vegetarian or vegan, restaurants had to get with the tofu and the veggies. At Steak and Sun, Fritas added vegetarian options to the menu, or as she wrote in English, betrayal of the meat. It's mid-morning at Nomad Village, and I've come to work. 
The chipper Digerati are strolling in from their apartments down the cobblestone alleys to roost. A young British online marketer in aviator shades kicks back on a call on the patio. A scruffy computer programmer from Russia commandeers an outdoor table while his homeschooled kids color alongside him. Though they're an itinerant bunch, there's a chumminess to the group. As they flash smiles or peace signs while I look for a spot, it feels like they're all in on the same cosmic joke. The one where they actually get to work here. Ahmed Hamouda, a 33-year-old software developer from Alexandria, Egypt, quit his job at Amazon to be here with his girlfriend. He tells me that becoming a nomad is worth the upheaval. Because of the weather, because of the community, he says, we want to live this lifestyle. During the week I visit, Amuda and an estimated 1,000 remote workers from over 50 countries are on the island, spread among a few main locations, here in the seaside cove of Ponta do Sol, in the city of Machico, about 45 minutes away, and in the bustling nearby capital of Funchal. Some rent apartments, often reasonably priced, overlooking the lush banana plantations. Others share what Hall describes as rambling old farmhouses with 200-year-old wine cellars in the basement. When it's time to get a project done or hop online for a Zoom, they grab their laptops and stroll to any number of co-working spaces. But this experiment didn't go smoothly for the earliest arrivals. At the time, Spila Tizak just wanted to get away. The 33-year-old tourism manager was living in her home country of Slovenia when the coronavirus brought her job to a halt. Previously, Tizak had spent many weeks on the road, working with travel agencies and young travelers. Then suddenly, she couldn't. I had a lot of time to think about myself. Tizak, who speaks quickly and wears her long blonde hair in a ponytail, tells me one evening in Funchal at an outdoor cafe. I wanted to do something for my mental well-being. After reading about Digital Nomads Madeira, she thought the island seemed like just the place to wait out the pandemic. Like many her age, she could continue to work online, so it didn't really matter where she lived. Many nomads aren't rich at all. They're just getting by, and yet the lifestyle is designed to be affordable. She lined up a cheap apartment in Ponta do Sol and bought a one-way ticket to the island in March 2021. There was just one problem when she arrived. Ponta do Sol was dead. It looked like a ghost village, she says. Despite the allure of working from an exotic place, there's no escape in the realities, learning the language, working across time zones, and perhaps most crucially, finding community. As Hall knew from his own years of nomadic living, it wasn't enough to just help these newcomers obtain extended visas and find fast intranet. Community is the key, he says. It's why everybody else is completely failing at attracting digital nomads. They miss the most important thing, which is that nomads travel between communities, not between places. I travel because my people, my crowd, my friends, and my tribe is in that place, and I want to be with my tribe. So did the nomads who began arriving to the island in winter 2021. There's a couple of struggles that nomads have, and one of them is, how do I build community, says Pamela Smith, a sustainability consultant from the Netherlands who came here last March. As Smith puts it, how do I not get lonely if everybody's always working hard and doing their own thing? Rather than leave the new arrivals to chance, Hall launched a Slack channel to serve as their networking hub. He talks about nurturing the community as if he's creating a thriving town in The Sims. Don't try to force it, he says. You have to create infrastructure, but you don't own it. You have to give the power to the nomads as soon as possible. Hall goose things along by offering sunset hikes and afternoon swims, but eventually the newcomers took to the channel to organize their own activities. Before long, Hall says, nomads were managing the nomads. Merle Macabin, a 24-year-old college student from Lübeck, Germany, 
served as the Ponta du Sol Nomads Community Manager until January of this year. She found they shared one common desire, personal development. It's an attribute that Hall discovered in entrepreneur Tim Ferriss's School of Life Hacking, and it was elemental to what inspired many of them to hit the road. They planned yoga, salsa lessons, musical jam sessions. I think all of us are seeking freedom and self-growth, Maccabin says. Jorge Fritas, a second-generation bartender at the Small House, one of the only bars on Ponta du Sol's main street, had a mixed reaction to the young, worldly visitors ordering shots of Jägermeister and thumbing through their phones. Some were good customers, while others were less well-behaved. And the town worried they could be bringing in COVID. To keep the virus from spreading, Madeira instituted a 7 p.m. workday curfew in January 2021, but some of the travelers broke it anyway, said Maccabin, which led police officers to admonish them. The locals' concerns proved right when in the spring, Hall says, one of the nomads came down with COVID, and three more cases followed. Nomads who had been in close contact with the infected decided to quarantine themselves. It was a very conscious decision to separate ourselves from the locals in order to not endanger them with infecting anyone, Maccabin says. But later, as cases waned, the nomads developed a new sense of purpose. We made the jump from wanting to separate in order to keep everyone safe to wanting to integrate, she goes on, because we're here in your home and we don't want to be a separate bubble. We wanted to make an impact, Tzak says. We want to give something back to this beautiful village. They started volunteering around town, leading beach cleanups, painting murals, and offering lessons to locals, like salsa classes taught by a nomad from Germany. Before long, Ponta du Sol started to feel alive again. Freitas, owner of Steak and Son, said that the nomads were instrumental to the restaurant's recovery. They are very, very good for us. I say, they're my angels. That brings us to the end of today's article, Escape to Zoom Island, Part 1. If you want to learn more about Arizona and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our webpages. If you like what you see or hear, please click the like button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. In and authorized use is prohibited. I'm Ernesto Sambrano, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thanks for listening.